Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Donna and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Woo, the Jubilee is going on right now. Okay. The Jubilee. Okay. Remember the Jubilee? I th- <laughs> they misprinted. misprinted. <laughs> yes. The misprint. That was a bummer that they had the, the misprint. The Queen's Jubilee. So it's the Queen's, uh, the, the Royal Jubilee. The Royal, Don, you know royal stuff. The Jubilee is celebrating Queen Elizabeth, or is it celebrating the monarchy at large? Like, it's another year that we have the monarchy. That's her. It's her. Yes. What year is it that we're celebrating? Um, This is her 70th. 70th. It's a big one. Wow. She's 96. I cannot believe how many people are there. She did have to, I think she did have to sit something out because she was a little wobbly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was tired. She's probably up since five or four or something. Queen, Queen, are you excited for the Jubilee? Well, uh, so the first British monarch to celebrate a Jubilee was George the Third in eighteen oh nine. What do you have to get to to be a to get a Jubilee celebration? Do you have to like clear twenty five years? Because this is I think you just declare, hey, I'm having a party. Oh, yeah. Queen Victoria did um, has held such events. There was a parade in 1897 to mark Queen Victoria's Diamond Jubilee for sixty years of rule. Hmm. I use that term loosely. I think. Uh, My mother texts this morning, six fifty nine a.m. Hey, Mom. She sends this out to the family thread. She's back in Pittsburgh. All ready to go with my Harry and Meghan cup. Oh, my gosh. Settling in on the couch to watch more of the Queen's Jubilee celebration, and the TV is not working. I have tubed, which I believe she is. Tubed? I think she means like she's YouTubed. Oh. Uh, I have tubed all the troubleshooting and done all the things to do, but no luck yet. Oh, Jane. Um, so that's that's all we know. They're telling her to try her Xfinity app. So I guess it's a big deal. People people care about it. They there's the fascination in the Royals. I came across seventy things you might not know about Queen Elizabeth, oh, and I can great. pepper them in at any given point. Okay, like now. By the way, she is the first queen to celebrate a platinum ju- jubilee. For 70 years. Okay. So was, let's go with the 70s. Yeah, how many like people it. have ever lasted 70 years in anything? Right. And she in this job. Elizabeth's birth in 1926 was attended by the Home Secretary. She became heir to the throne at the age of 10, and she never went to school. So when she was 10, she was next in line. Got it. 
And then she never went to school and became the queen, which is why we want to take this moment to tell all of the kids who are listening, don't go to school. No, 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 no. sorry, go to school. You You know, she did have to work really, really hard because she did a lot of studying to understand what her role was and what the, the history of the country was like. She, I believe, according to the crown, really self-educated. Another fact about Queen Elizabeth on the day of the Jubilee, Elizabeth was given her first corgi, Susan, on her 18th birthday in 1944. Oh, my God. Well, before you go love fest on Susan. Oh, no, what happened to Susan? Susan once bit the ankle of a royal clockwinder, Leonard Hubbard. Any relation? And has her own Wikipedia page with sections including royal life and death and legacy. I don't know anything about corgis. Like, are they herding animals? Because a lot of those animals nip at ankles. They're a particularly tube-like dog, are they not? Yeah, who is an expert? She's going to be our new producer. She said, "Yes, they're herding animals." Okay, that's why the nipping of the ankles. She's here. She's training. Yeah. Hi, Heidi. Yeah, so many new faces in here. Yeah, I love this it. This is exciting. It's great. Um, but corgis do. They're very tube. They and the dachshund are the most tube-like dogs. Oh, but how about the basset hound? <laughs> oh, uh, I forgot oh, about the basset hound. That was my first pet. Oh, my gosh. And I Dawn, guess a lucky. beagle to some extent. Yeah, they're long. A basset hound looks to a beagle like like one was in nuclear fallout. And that was the beagle. <laughs> you stretched it. Or that was the basset hound. It came yeah. out with like the long ears. Mm-hmm. Everything got a little stretched out. A little slower. Right, a little stoned. You know what we're going to do? <laughs> I throw out this entire three-hour program. We'll be sprinkling in Jubilee facts, Elizabeth facts. I love it. You're not going to find anybody else anywhere who's doing it. You might. That's true. I guess a lot of people are probably reading this article. I'll give you another one. Here we go. Elizabeth married Prince Philip, Philip Montbatten, in 1947. The cake was four tiers and nine feet tall. It was baked by McVitie's of subsequent hobnob fame. Now, when I read these, I am reading it from The Guardian dot com slash UK news. So there will be some things that are very British, like the end of that sentence of subsequent hobnob fame. I don't know what that means. I'm saying it out loud, and if you care enough about the royals today, you'll look it up if you're confused. Dawn will tell us. Hobnob. And hob, the H in hob, is capitalized. Oh. Just means that since they made this cake for her, they have now acquired fame with socialites. You hobnob, you talk. Yes, hobnobbing with the goober goober smoochers. No. Hobnobbing with the goober smoochers. Hobnobbing is gossiping. It's like having, you know, you know, you're just having a little tea, a a little chat with your girlfriends that are very rich. Gobbler's knob. Oh, that's Punxsutawney Phil's home. Yes. (laughs) I got another one. We have a moment. Sure. Happy Jubilee Day, everyone. Thank you. The tradition of a senior politician attending royal births. Ended in 1948 with the birth of Prince Charles. Ever heard of him? Buckingham Palace said Elizabeth's father, King George VI, felt it was, quote, unnecessary to continue further a practice for which there is no legal requirement. So there's some dude in there well, when there, you're giving birth. There right? used That's to be Senator so and so was no. in there saying, Queen, listen to me. Hey, hey. <laughs> <Wow>. Breathe, breathe. <laughs> uh, is he the guy who's like, ladies and germs? 
The baby is born. Well, I don't know, because now he's gone. Now it's Uh-oh. stopped. Once that, Prince Charles came out, they stopped it. Think, no, they, say, they still make that announcement, though. Well, but that's not the senior Same politician thing. attending the royal it, Wait, is he a part of parliament or something? And then they're like, well, we need to have him in here to make sure that this isn't a fake baby. So they know it's a real baby and a real heir to the oh, throne the somewhere bebe. in line. Okay. One uh, last one before we go to break. One biographer said that Queen Elizabeth endured a 30-hour labor oh. before giving birth via C-section. Oh, my gosh. Philip, that's horrible. Philip was not present and at one point went to play squash. Way to go. Um, honey, are you done yet? No? So I have this squash game that I want to go to. <laughs> She's like, yeah, come here. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll play I'll squash, squash right, right now. now yes. Big that's Jim and the so... twins. It's two times in a week, and that means you're done for the month. What does that mean? Well, it means anatomy. I just watched Jackass forever. Jim and the twins. Oh my gosh, John! Can you believe how much frontal nudity no, is? No, it's so, so unbelievable. So, so she had to, she had to talk about it so much that she, she was trying to find euphemisms. And Big Jim and the twins <laughs> came out. And <sighs> that's all we have. All right, we gotta go. I'm tired. <laughs> Uh, let's see. we got a lot of fun coming up today. We're going to have a Friday slow jam, we think. We don't know. DJ Rock Lobster yeah. was DJ Crab Lobster yesterday. He was crabby and cranky, so we don't even know if he did the fun thing that is our slow jam. Hopefully at 1130 today. We will play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge at 1030. Uh, but when we come back, why don't we wake our brains up a little bit more? Uh, flying between these two countries makes for the world's shortest international flight. Hmm. What two countries do you think it is, and how far of a distance do you think it would be? Uh, we will get into that when we return. Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey, good morning. Hi, everybody. It's Steve. Sorry. We're back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071. <laughs> Everything entertaining. I know. I know it got weird. Donna and I, have, uh, we have LE today. Lunch energy, because we both have lunch plans. Yeah. We it, both uh, have lunch plans. I have a friend in town from out of state. That's lovely. I'm supposed to go to lunch right after work. Well, that's great. Forgot my phone. No, no, no. I don't know his phone no. number. Oh, God. No. I don't know his email address. Oh, what are we going to do, Don? Need, There's no solution Guess what I remembered, this. though, You need Dawn? a governess. What? Guess what I remembered. <laughs> what? I remembered my phone charger, yes. so my phone wouldn't run out of juice, so I would not run into a problem contacting and connecting <gasps> with my friend. Oh, my gosh. So, um, what are you going to do? Well, do I went to, to Facebook. Your house? I went to... Oh, yes. Done. No. I will. Says you need a she governess. We, I, I got that. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Facebook Messenger and hopefully that'll work. And if it doesn't, oh, sure. Then and I'll then just... she said to me, Do you think I should go home and get my phone first or go to lunch? And it was a crazy question. And I just thought, Well, what do you mean? You just got to go to lunch now. You've, you're in. You're in. You're pot committed at this point. You're we, we know where we're meeting. And, yeah. And what you know what time, time you're meeting? What, when are you meeting? Yep. One? Yep. Oh, just leave right after the show and go get your phone. Oh, you would? Right? Oh. Then I have to pass the restaurant on my way. Oh. Go another 15 miles, yeah. run into my house, turn around. It's a whole thing, and guys. And you'll pick your phone up and, go, honestly, goodness, Donna, your luck, if you haven't been reading your own novel, it's going to be dead. The battery's going to be dead. So you can't do this. <laughs> do you know You're, where it is? I have a general idea where I may have left it. On the property. I was listening somewhere. to you guys this morning oh, on cute. the app. So it's got to be in the bathroom. Meanwhile, well, on top if you of the need toilet. me to go there, I would do that oh, you're for you. So oh, Don, nice, you're such thanks. a sweet, selfless nah. person. Happy Friday, everybody. Meanwhile, wait, Donna, don't I hit know, the button. I have a lunch, too. Oh, synergy, synergy. Here it comes.
I'm uh, I'm meeting with someone from across the hall. KS95. Okay. Or Mortal Enemy slash Sister Station. <laughs> I'll be meeting with a guy named Hutch. Oh, that bum. From Stacy huh. and Hutch. And we're gonna we're gonna get together. And you know what? I actually feel so hungry that I think I might eat. And the I, the place where we're gonna go, I think, might have a sushi option. And I have been waving sushi for the last three days. I'm curious about this. It isn't Tuesday, and you're using a lot of baby talk. Well, my calendar got out of whack because of Memorial Day. And so I've just been, in the same way that I will sprinkle Jubilee facts at you all morning, the baby talk will come and go. Okay. All right. Thank you. Have a wonderful lunch with Hutch. I'm dreading it. I know you are. Uh, yeah, Don. We I'll get, go get Don's phone, and then I'll go have lunch with us. Just stick your hair up high, and wear. I'll give you my sunglasses to wear. He won't know, and just talk like loud and stuff. Okay. It'll be try to be news. super witty all you had to the see, time. You had to yes. see the two of them yesterday. They were talking. He wouldn't leave. And Steve's like, "Stop talking. We're not going to have anything to talk about tomorrow." And then he just kept going. And then Donna. And an enabler. Oh, tell me about this. How is this been? How does this dynamic work? I'm like, Donna, I know these are my questions. I'll ask them tomorrow. Yeah, I totally get that. Maybe I'm trying to poach your friends like you're always poaching. Hey, hey, listen to me. Look at me right now. I won't. You can have them. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Oh, you trying them out? You tried them back. If Hutch was in this room right now, I would tell him. I'd I'd make all sorts of transfer. You can have Hutch. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Not my friends back. Okay. No, no, no. Marnie is mine. You know, she's one you're of my best st- you're friends. You're about to steal Bobby Jensen. Bobby Jensen is my uh, my gardening best friend. Mm-hmm. Moss is one of my boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can have Hutch. Okay, thank you. What do you think the shortest international flight is, meaning duration, and what what countries do you think it goes between? Um, oh, duration. What I do you bet think it's, it's the Europe shortest? somewhere. Europe! Yeah. I'm going to say it is between... Mm, the United States and Canada. You know, that's a good guess, but I don't think so because of where the airports would be. That's what I'm thinking. That's a really good guess. My mind hadn't even gone there. The shortest international commercial flight. Italy to France. I'm sorry. Don McLean has a guess. Uh, Slovenia to Switzerland. Slovenia to Switzerland is a registered guess. Slovenia. Both of you are incorrect and ah. way off. The flight is between the two Caribbean islands, St. Martin. Oh, and St. John. And, no, no, no. Thomas. And, Come on, I might keep saying Go words. through all the apostles. Anguilla. <laughs> oh, Anguilla. Oh. Not, yes, Anguilla. It's just under 12 miles, and the flight lasts 10 minutes, and it is technically an international commercial flight oh, between the neat. two. Passports. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You telling me we got to do customs? I've been in, I haven't even been gone for a full episode of The Office and I have to go through customs. We're <laughs> yeah, doing the cavity customs searches. is longer than the flight. Wow. Do you always panic when you have to go through that red light, green light? Red light. Yeah. Oh, uh, and you're like, oh God, what do I have? Did I do anything bad? Did I buy something I wasn't supposed to? Right. Yeah, do I have a pomegranate sort of... in my pocket? <laughs> right. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, geez. The uh, largest cast iron statue in the world is a statue of Vulcan, the Roman god of fire in Birmingham, Alabama. It was made for the 1904 World's Fair in St. Louis, Don. Mm. It weighs 100,000 pounds, technically obese for a statue, mm. medically. Oh. You know, the World's Fair is, it's a bummer that we missed out on it. You know, they I, think they were try- I think they were trying to bring it they back. They should bring actually. it back. I feel like that rings a bell. That's where Disney used to. Walt Disney debuted some things. I think it was like at the 1958 or oh, 64 sure. World's Fair. That's where he did Carousel of Progress for the first time. Realized yes. it was a hit. Brought it to Disney. That's right. That's where huh. H.H. Holmes did all of his serial killing. You know, okay, then there's that. <laughs> you know, and his House of Horrors that had all these weird doors and things. And do you start Stranger Things yet? Uh no. You're I up. started the uh, Real Housewives of Dubai. I couldn't find it on my guide because I didn't record it. Dubai? Yeah. Oh, okay. Can w- you just what go nights to- it on Wednesday? Like everything. Right, I'll just go on demand. Yeah. Okay. You know, Donna, you've this show has continues to ruin me as a person. Stevie Boy minding his own, listening to a sermon this morning by an old pastor now deceased named Brendan Manning. And he at one point just innocently says Europe. And what do I do mid-sermon Europe. in my car? Europe. Europe. Yeah, I did so it like, last night. Yeah, me tough. too. I feel like I say it to Europe more than anything now. If somebody says Europe and I'm in like a, a more formal setting, in my head I just go, Europe. <laughs> oh, in your head though. Okay. Well, still politely nodding. Yeah, exactly. So if you ever come across Donna, Don, or me, know that if you say the word Europe, we're saying something in our head yep. as you say it. <laughs> it's true. All right, so we switched some things around on the show. What do you want to do when we come back? Oh, how about a big Hollywood prop auction that I think is really cool? It's Ooh. fun. It's Friday. I'll tell you things, movie memorabilia that you could bid on. That's next on Don and Steve. Hey, we're back. We've been back for a long time. But Don was dropping just, I mean, real wisdom on me during the commercial break. <laughs> About parenting. She said... May I share your quote for any other parents who might be listening? <laughs> she said, that's what parenting is all about. Having kids. <laughs> she, she went on to round it out. Yes, I, I didn't mean it's but, about having kids. <laughs> and it's like, that's it. what uh, having a dog is all about. Having a pet. Shaping good human beings yeah. to be productive mm-hmm. citizens. Thank yes, you. Yes, queen. Thanks, man. There's a big Hollywood pop auction that's coming up. Uh-oh. Is anything affordable? <clears throat> Excuse me, prop auction. Okay. <laughs> uh, is it affordable? Not necessarily. Propstoreauction.com is a website. Okay. There is a big live auction happening in Los Angeles, June 21st through the 24th. 
But they have a bunch of items that are already up on their website that you can see. So I thought I'd just rattle some off and tell me if you would have any interest. And if so, what would you really pay for it? Okay? Okay. Like, for instance, would you be interested in... (laughs) I'm not going to lead with that one. How about this one from Alien, 1979, the movie Alien. There's a light-up... Nostromo door control panel. So, you know, like in sci-fi movies when you have to beep, boop, bop, boom, and the colored <laughs> things to get sure. in. It looks really old school. They're saying it will probably go between two and $3,000. Starting bid would be 1000 Like, would you like something from Space Odyssey or something like that that looks old-timey sci-fi techie in your house? Or do you have to fully commit a room? Otherwise, it's like, what the heck is that? Or or if you sprinkled it throughout like a cool office. Okay. Like in the conference room or something where there's group meetings where everyone can enjoy it. Oh, so you're saying that work would buy it, not for home use. Correct. How about Muhammad Ali's boxing shorts? No. Worn by. Gloves. No, but these are actually the ones worn by Will Smith in the Muhammad in the Ali Movie. Then definitely no. Starting bid $750. That's not bad. Not bad. But I don't want them. How about from Aliens 1986, which was the sequel to Alien? Private Drake's costume. Oh, that's going to be more. That's between six and eight thousand. The starting bid is 3K. They think it'll go for somewhere between, excuse me, six and eight. Kind of interesting movie memorabilia, real stuff, you know, is is interesting. Like like they had a plan in Hollywood. Exactly. God, God rest their soul. When you'd walk through and be like, "Wow, that was the jacket that the Terminator wore." Yeah. How about Planet Hollywood? How about Planet Hollywood? Because there were many Planet Hollywoods. Plan I Hollywood. So I, is I, that really the jacket, or do some have some props, and other Planet Hollywoods had different ones? Who was that? That was Bruce Travolta. Willis. Willis. I think it was Bruce Willis, Schwarzenegger, and Stallone. Uh, was Travolta involved? That makes sense. Yeah, that yeah. sounds right. <laughs> I think it was Bruce Willis. Did you ever go to the Mall of America one? No, I went to the one in New York. Oh, no. sure. In New yeah. York City. Yeah, I am walking here. And I was, you know, I was 12. And it was, it was awesome. And you know, you know what happens with people in you tourism? Know what I hate. You know what I hate? <laughs> like, when I go to New York City, the city, as it's known, when I go to the city, I still appreciate Times Square in all its touristy, shiny object. Yeah, it's the heart of everything. But there are a lot of folks who get older, they get snooty, and then they sort of just D it all to heck because they are so like... commercial. Yeah, we need more indie. You need to find a mom and pop store. And, but can't the two coexist? Can't yeah, I mean, New York well? has places like go down to the village walk it in. And, and it's, you know, little shops and little Italy is amazing. Mm-mm. Great food. Oh, Chinatown. You can see like somebody in a dirty um, <laughs> like tank top out the window and there's literally laundry hanging across right. like yelling down at a woman on the street you just I basically described that. my mom in the summer <laughs> and speaking italian like hey you know and i'm yeah. like is this a movie set we're going into this restaurant and there's laundry and there's a italian guy yelling at an old italian woman <laughs> so cool 
<laughs> How about a uh, an Indiana Jones? And maybe like some indie stuff is cool because it's like you have such an idea, just like alien stuff. You have an idea in your head of what that would look like. Somebody would be able to look at it and sort of instantly know, like you could get an arrow, a Peruvian temple arrow from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh. All right. That's neat. Uh, starting bid, 750 bucks. That's not bad. And that's it looks great. It looks old school, which is really fun. You better shadow box that. You got to get your box <laughs> on. They have like 76 pages of this stuff too. It's all laid out Is alphabetically. there anything super classic like any Marilyn Monroe stuff? Oh god. Any uh you dirty rat. Oh. Stick them up. Stick uh, yeah. <laughs> What about this? Star Wars Return of the Jedi <laughs> and Star Wars The Phantom Menace. They have a pair of 35 millimeter trailer reels. So like old school trailer reels for them. That's, That's kind neat. of fun. Whoa. Tell people about that. That's exciting. Uh, let's see what else we can find. There's so many Options here. Let's see what else we have. Again, 76 pages. Propstoreauction.com. Uh, how about now? I don't like autograph stuff so much, you know. It's, yeah. I I just don't know. I'm just not autograph guy. I Me want either. I want like a picture with somebody or an item that it's like they held that. They were using that. They have tons of Star Wars stuff here. Some estimates starting as low as two hundred dollars. Um Can you repeat the website? Absolutely, Donna. <laughs> Propstoreauction.com. And then you can sort by a bunch of different things. So you want Marilyn Monroe? Yes, yeah, just... those are up for auction. Right. Oh, but it's okay. going to American brands. Corporation that oh, group yeah. that owns her image that shouldn't oh. because you know there was a transact she left everything to her stylist or or acting teacher and then she married a dude but she died and then his wife ended up getting all of it. This this is ringing it's a bell gross. too. It's gross. And then she didn't Whoa. even know Marilyn and then she sold it to a company and they sold it to this group. So don't ever buy anything with Marilyn's image on it. They're just profiting. They're just a Icky. Now there's a living relative that they found of Marilyn Monroe, and I think they should get everything. Absolutely. Through DNA, they found somebody who is a relative of her real father. So everything should be transferred to that person. Although, if she really wanted to leave something to her stylist, there's no law that says you, well, I guess there are, um, you don't have to leave something to a relative. Yeah, it's just the fact that people tore her apart as a human being, and I don't like her being all of her things being sure. just put it in the smithsonian yeah that's what i would do i'm not that i'm trying to be like virtue mother Teresa here but i get it how about this the volleyball wilson okay now you're talking but get this it is a screen matched wilson volleyball which means they watched it they saw here's what we need to do to distress the volleyball oh, in the same oh. way Why? You could do it's that. a screen matched and guess what they think it's going to go. The starting bid is forty thousand dollars. It's not even the actual it says volleyball it's screen match, and I'm reading the description, and it's like they they match it from the screen. It's not the real volleyball that he had. I'm suspicious of this website. Now, did I find a call? 
Did they have? Se- I wonder. I no follow up questions. Never mind. No, no. Bring it on. I just, I just thought it. maybe they had more than one volleyball because I've seen that come up for auction before. Different volleyballs, and I'm like, how many volleyballs are there? Yeah, I'm sure they had to use multiple ones. Sure, it's in the sea, rolling around. Yeah, and that's why I think like if you said this was the real Wilson volleyball from a classic movie, Castaway with Tom Hanks, I'd be like, okay, I get it. But then they're saying they they matched it to what was seen, and that just feels. A little bogus to me. You know what? It feels so weird to me that I'm going back hmm, to a Jubilee fact. <laughs> Good. After George died of lung cancer on February 6th, February 1952, talking about the Queen's Jubilee being Never celebrated today. That scene. About 300,000 people filed past his coffin at Westminster Hall. Many thousands waited in lines overnight. Wow. Difference between a coffin and a casket. I'll hang up and listen. Oh, I think you told us this once. Oh, really? I don't remember. It's, uh, it's a casket lined nicer? with nice things, and a yeah. coffin's just a wooden thing that they used in old times? Yeah, a coffin, isn't it shaped like, you know, Dracula's in a coffin? <laughs> but a casket is what Grandma was in. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. It's like, you know, it starts out very angular at the top. A casket, though. Caskets are special boxes that hold the remains of the departed. They have a rectangular shape with four sides to them. Rails are placed along the sides of the casket. Many caskets can get used for both burials and cremations. Hmm. Unlike caskets, coffins have six sides to them instead of four. Plus, the top of the coffin is wider than its bottom. Coffins get tapered to conform to the shape of a human form. A coffin also has a removable lid, while caskets have lids with hinges. Thank you, Steve, for that fun fact. You know, again, guys, I encourage you, we are not territorialistic. We are not the jealous sort. You can spin your radio dial right now. You can spin it to high heaven. See if you land on another station that's talking on a Friday morning, a feel-good Friday morning about the difference between a coffin and a casket. You won't find it. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Jubilee right. facts sprinkled throughout like Parmesan cheese on your favorite out of our studies. Boy. Happy Pride, everybody. Happy Pride. Bradley Trainer is going to be at the Twin Cities Pride 50th anniversary Grand Marshal celebration. It's happening at the Women's Club. I love that place. Um, the Women's Club of Minneapolis. It's on the 9th. And uh, celebrating the legacy and future of Twin Cities Pride as they crown the 2022 Grand Marshals. So uh, use keyword pride at mytalk1071.com to find out more. If you see something, you should say something, don't you think? It's our saying. I saw a tweet from uh, Kristen Chenoweth last night that really had me concerned until I realized what it really was about. I'll tell you about that. Also, Matthew Morrison. Remember, we had the story that he had some inappropriate messaging going on to a contestant of So You Think You Can Dance. Now we hear from him, and I wonder if it might change anyone's opinion about his firing. We'll let you listen to it for yourself. Make up your own mind. When we come back, it's Donna. It's Steve on My Talk. Welcome back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1, where talk is fun. I feel like maybe I jumped the gun a little bit. No, no, no. That's not like you, Donna. I mean, Dawn and I kind of went on a, we did. a rant. I about, had a TED talk about. Yeah, and we talked about you know just creepy people at work. Creepy people. Remember? Yeah, Matthew oh, we're talking about Matthew like, Morrison. Don't bother women. Yeah, yeah. Like just be normal. Don't make it feel unsafe. Well, 
Which is still valid, all the things we said, however. True. <laughs> however, he has something to say. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Okay, so actor Matthew Morrison, a multi-talented guy, I guess you could say. He was on Glee. He was a judge on So You Think You Can Dance very briefly because he was fired. So he claims... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. That the alleged text that got him fired that he sent to a contestant on the show, which, you know, led to his abrupt exit, yeah. was not inappropriate. And he put out a video on Instagram, and I believe we have the audio of him reading the actual text. Yes. It's really unfortunate that I have to sit here and defend myself and my family against blatantly untrue statements made anonymously, but I have nothing to hide. So in the interest of transparency, I will read to you the one message that I wrote to a dancer on the show. Hey, it's Matthew. If you don't mind, would love to get your number and talk you through some things. The end. I sent this because this dancer and I both share a mutual respect for a choreographer that I've known for over 20 years, and I was trying to help her get a job as a choreographer on the show. It's devastating that we live in this world where gossip rules and people's lives are being thrown around as clickbait. I think this is much bigger than me and this story. Gossip is toxic and it is destroying our society, and we need to do better. So why do you get fired? Because that's inappropriate? Well, I don't think it's because that's inappropriate. So the first time that the headline came out, there were two chapters in the story. The first time that the headline came out that he was fired, no one knew why, but he had broken protocol. Okay, that so makes sense. I think that the protocol is that you cannot have any independent contact, contact through social or whatever, through texting, um, with a contestant. That breaks the protocol because then you've got that you makes know, sense. Yeah, there's you're judging them, right? You need to objectively judge them. Okay. On, on top of other safety protocols that you just want to put in place there for, for the power dynamic and all that kind of stuff. Right. Okay. So that was part one. Then part two came out, and it was he was let go, and he he had addressed it, I believe, the first day, saying I stepped out of protocol and that was a dumb thing to do, something along those lines. And then the next day it came out, and it was the inappropriate text. I wonder if. They didn't say who the contestant was, and I wonder if he's alluding to that and whichever outlet. I forget what the out, which outlet was. Page six, maybe? Was it page six that, that put the story out there? And then when you hear anonymous source made her feel uncomfortable and stuff like that, you assume that it's That's right. much more I think that suggested. was by design. You know what I mean? Say more. Well, I feel like the person knew that that would be uh, a salacious headline. Or a salacious way to present the inappropriate behavior. 
making us come to that conclusion? Why not just say, yeah, he did something he wasn't supposed to do, had contact with a contestant, and that's against protocol. Like, just say it. So let me read from page six. It's just, okay. Uh, The the source told People Magazine, and then page six was, was reporting this, but the source that said it, to which I think Matthew Morrison is pushing back against, is, quote, they didn't have sex, but he reached out to her through flirty direct messages on social media. The source close to the show told People Magazine she felt uncomfortable, she the contestant, uh, with his line of comments and went to producers who then got Fox involved. He was fired after they did their own investigation. Now I will say the thing that we have said so many times on the show. Somebody's lying. Either the source, the contestant, or Matthew Morrison. Mm-hmm. Right? Because those don't line up. Because first of all, it says comments, plural, direct messages, plural. Right. And he's just reading the one message I sent. He I feel said. like he and would be caught so easily if he was if lying. Was, because yeah. then she would be like, uh, here are my receipts. Right. Here right. are the other Instantly. texts you sent me. I mean, and, you know, can you could, fake that? And it could be perception. If that text or message made her feel uncomfortable, it probably wasn't a text because he was asking for her phone number. If that made her feel uncomfortable, maybe she was misreading his intention. Possibly. But the sad thing is that that's what we have to do now. Because And he was trying to help her. If he's to be believed, the, the great chasm between these two reports, what Matthew Morrison says, and then, which is one message trying to get a number about this mutual choreographer that we know to try to get the choreographer on the show, that is very different than as was reported by People Magazine, where a source says they didn't have sex, but he reached out to her through flirty direct messages on social media. She, but it also sounds like she perceived the text to be flirty. And it's a message, not a messages. Right. And that's also important, too. It's like, well, show You're us right. The there have got to be receipts, you know? And if Matthew Morrison, I didn't see the video, I don't know if he's holding up the phone and like, look, he's not. The thing. He's not showing it to the camera. No, yeah. he's not. I feel like this is would be very dangerous for him to say this without it being true. In the same way that it would be very dangerous of the source. I think the source to, sucks. And if, if the source is starting with, I mean, if the source is uh, incorrect, in fact... And we're sifting through the details here. But you're right. I mean, Matthew Morrison is out there saying, here, look, and you're right. The contestant would be able to say, look, here's the direct messages. Here's the history. You know, right. But to lead with they didn't have sex. That would be like, like, imagine me saying to a co-worker. Uh, remember the other day when I said I, I said to Lori, I was like, oh, you smell nice as I was walking out. You know how much I love. Perfumes was it? And yeah, it's not even, but imagine yeah. then she told somebody else. And then somebody, le- if you lead with, they didn't have sex, but. but that's it what makes I'm saying. It so malicious. That's and what I'm saying. That, that sounds like it was done that way by design to create all uh-huh. this hoopla. It's the person who planted the story did that purposefully. And they're being paid once again by exactly. people. Exactly. Mm. It's, it's, I, it, I don't know. I don't know. I believe him. I believe him because I just think it would be so damaging mm. if it wasn't this truth to say this and it not be true because they could back it up and prove it so easily. Yeah, and he's got, you know, a reputation that he needs to defend. Yeah. 
I wonder if she had been kicked off the show, like, you know, it was her time to leave. And then after he was like, hey, I can help you get a job, you know? Yeah. Great like, question. hey, I'll help you talk through some things. This choreographer, since you respect her, I respect her. I think she can help you out. Right. No. And that's and, and I it's just it's sad. Here is one thing that we can all absolutely objectively agree upon. We did not get to the Kristen Chenoweth story. And oh, we teased it and we didn't get to it. We don't, do we have time? It's 30 uh, seconds. We here. save it? Uh, let's yeah, save it. Let's, let's save, save it. it. It's something she tweeted yesterday and I was like, what is going on? All right, so deep tease that. We'll do that. Rocco's okay. going to join us. Uh, DJ Rock Lobster, Dawn is taking off. Dawn, we love you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Rock Lobster comes <laughs> in. He'll have a dirt alert. We have some music news, but we'll lead with the confusing text or tweet from Kristen Chenoweth and how Donna finally figured it out, maybe? Maybe. That next.